Hey everybody, this is referee Brian Allen. You're listening to Hillbilly Wreckers Podcast. Hey everyone, before we get started with the podcast, just want to say thank you to our sponsors for helping out on the show. The Chicago Pizza Authority at 1050 Summit Street in Elgin. You can go to chicagopizzaauthority.com to check out all the specials they have going on, like this one, a 16-inch, one-topping thin crust pizza, and your choice of a two-liter bottle of soda for $18.99. That's right. Uh, Give them a shout, 847-742-8802. They definitely have the best pizza in the area. And... Fonzie and the Dago Tees supplying their song, King of the Hill, as our theme song for the podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Hillbilly Records podcast. And I'm telling you what another pride-type show we have tonight. Oh, absolutely, Nick H. We have the one and only Sexy Baby. Sexy Germ- Baby! <laughs> Germ oh. T. Ripper in the house here at Studio 444 for episode 6 of Hillbilly Records here. So here we go. Let's kick this off, Nick H. Absolutely. Thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy traveling-type schedule. You know, uh, I know that your flamboyance... Uh, needs to spread all over the world. So thanks a lot for coming in because what we have going on this weekend, one of the biggest shows in the area. Ooh la la, say la vie. You know it's going to be a good time for you and a good time for me, baby. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Man, oh man, having you guys, some of the, the chief, the proudest, the biggest names in uh, the Midwest podcast wrestling game, having Mr. Germ T. Ripper on the show, man, it is a truly an honor. It is a privilege. I like it. I love it. Give me more of it, baby. Ow! Ow! Yes, All right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, as everyone knows that uh, you were, uh, you had the Ripper's Room at Powell Entertainment. Uh, you took a little time off. You're back, uh, mostly to uh, MC this huge show of You Better Work. We heard from Mateo Valentine on how the idea came came about, but how did the name You Better Work come about for this show? Oh, baby, you know, it is a collaboration amongst great minds. That is one thing. I cannot take all the credit. No way, no how. But, you know, I was all set to retire from the wrestling business. I had my fun with Powell. You know, I had my fun with Ripper's Room. I was down for the count mentally, personally. I was just taking a little um, a mental siesta mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the game. <laughs> But then uh, Mateo Valentine, he slid into my DMs, and uh, it wasn't just a drop, a ding-a-ling picture or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was there asking me if I would host a pride show for Power Entertainment. Man, I didn't even hesitate. All I said was yes. Like, well, don't you want to know this or you want to know that? I'm like, no. I want to be back in that ring. I want to be back with my Power Entertainment family. I want to show them what's really, 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 really going on, baby. (laughs) And so the name came about. I was racking my brain. I was racking it, racking it, racking it. It was like a pinball game. It was like Pong. If you're old enough to know what Pong is, it was like Pong, baby. (laughs) It might have been a little bit before. Hey, I was was a little little wrecker in diapers when that came out. But, you know, hey, I know what Pong is. (laughs) Well, I was trying to think of like, uh, big songs from the Pride season, you know? Mm-hmm. You you got like um, Donna Summers. You got, you know, the disco hits. I am what I am, so mm-hmm. forth and so on. But I'm a child of the 90s. I was a teenager in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And the big, <laughs> the big hit, the big Pride uh, hit, the big LGBTQ hit was Supermodel of the World by RuPaul. Oh, yeah. Okay. And like the first opening line of that song, before it gets going, before RuPaul does her thing, is "You'd better work." You better work. Nice. And I was like, mm, "That work, uh, that has a little double entendre mm-hmm. between the drag queen scene and the wrestling scene." Right. It's a little play on words, you see. Yes. And I was like, 
I think I've just worked up a little bit of brilliance, baby. And I, Absolutely. Yeah, I sent it over to Mateo. He said, I like it. And I was like, mm, that don't sound too confident to me. I want, I like it, I love it, give me more of it. <laughs> but uh, he shot the idea over to Mr. Jimmy Blaze, you know, the head honcho, the only man I call boss. Mm. And he said he liked it. And bleakly blam blam. That's what we're going with is you about our work. All nice. right. I can't wait. It's everybody's going to be working on that shift. Uh, I'm going to be doing commentary. Yeah. Uh, Nick H, are you going to be uh, I, I will working be, a little bit? I, I don't know exactly what I'll be doing. I could be running camera. I could be helping doing on sound, commentary. a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, jack of all trade and master of none. <laughs> One way or another, you know that Nick H is going to be out there sh- shaking his groove thing. Oh, he sure will. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fun time. Definitely a fun time. Um, how did Power Entertainment get your attention? Let me put it that way. Oh, that is a good question. Now, I got a lot of things going on. I got I got tentacles in all different worlds, you know. Uh, let me see here. I did... I was in and out of punk rock bands since I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I had the stage experience. I knew how to work a crowd. And one of my last bands lasted for 10 years. Okay. It was called Modern Day Rippers. Modern Day Rippers. So you see where I get my last name from? Yeah. I am Germ T. Ripper. Hence, modern day rippers. Because why? I rip it up in a modern way, baby. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, it Definitely. is G to the E to the R to the M. The T stands for the. You already knew that. But it's Mr. <laughs> Ripper if you're nasty. <laughs> oh, so my I, when I turned 40 and I got sober, I quit doing music. But I kept the moniker. I kept the energy. And I kept the good looks, of course. Oh, absolutely. Man. I mean, I li- <laughs> that mustache is just brilliant. I yeah. love it. You, li- you, you like it. You love it. You need more of it. Uh-huh. But uh, anyways, you know, I-, I did a little stand-up comedy. And I kept the moniker. And uh, But when the pandemic hit, that ca- that whole scene went under. You right. know, there wasn't any yeah. comedy it wasn't any live comedy. I needed to work live. You know, I can't just work Zoom. Right. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom in the boom, boom. <laughs> I need to work live. So um, I was looking in here. I was looking there. And I saw, um, it was before he was doing any ring stuff. Mr. Tommy McCobb. Right. Okay. He hits me up. He's like, you got to check out Power Entertainment. He's like, I think you were fit in here like there's no tomorrow. And I was like, hmm. Baby doll, baby doll, <laughs> Mr. T.M., Mr. T.M., if you're nasty. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go check out that power entertainment. And so I did, and I like what I saw. Everybody was nice. Everybody was family almost instantly. I especially like that meat hooks O'Bannon. Um, <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, I- I'm happy to be here. I trained with, with Jimmy Blaze. To be a wrestling manager, mm-hmm. and that's how we got going. You know, uh, I, I won't say that I paid my dues. I didn't do enough, and that, that's kind of my hang-up. I don't feel like I've done enough for the company, but I'm happy to be back with my Powell Entertainment family. Well, and them- it's a, it's an, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting event, and I'm beyond thrilled to mm-hmm. be asked to host, to MC, to ring announce this fantastic this fabulous this over-the-top mind-blowing event or you'd better work (laughs) yeah definitely you know with uh, a two-night shot there third and fourth summer explosion one of our big summer shows almost anything could go on that you know and uh a couple of the people that are on you know you better work is also on summer explosion but how well are they going to be able to compete (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, All I know is after a wrestling match with me, my body's sore for like the next week. So yeah, right. I'm doing uh, back-to-back shows. That's a little tough. but I, Your time doing uh, the Ripper Room. Yes, sir. Okay. Your experience with that, you know, just going out there, connecting with the fans. How did you like doing your Ripper Room for, with Power Entertainment? I liked it. I loved it. And I needed more of it. That's why when they asked me back, I could not say no. <laughs> you know, being in that ring. And, and talking to all the fantastic workers of Power Entertainment and, and ha- being chased out by, by heels and having baby faces come out and, 
and save the day. It was a fantastic adventure. You know, having having a wrestling adventure every time I was in there. I was only in there, you know, five minutes maximum usually. Uh, but I always got that audience energy up, you know. Absolutely. I got that audience to pop. Why? Because I have that catchphrase. I have that catchphrase and I compliment. I love our audience. I love Power Entertainment's audience. So that's why I look around and I say, you're a good looking crowd. Mm-hmm. You are a good looking crowd. I would say you're even a bunch of sexy babies. So when I say sexy baby, you all go, ow. So I say, sexy baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that crowd goes nuts. I like it. I love it. Give me more of it, baby. Absolutely. Now, I with doing this as long as I have, and this is no lie, you are the first one mm-hmm. that has been able to catch the audience right away. And yeah. with that with that little catchphrase, you know, the sexy baby. Uh, we've seen people do their little segments in the rings and all that. They kind of go in, do their thing, ask their questions. But you know what? People need to look at the Ripper Room because the minute you got in there, you took care of business, which was taking care of the fans and the fans. That sexy baby. You should have some oh, T-shirts, man. I think you should so. have some T-shirts made, man. I'm I, you. I'll see. Maybe maybe <laughs> if I can talk to some Roy real quick and get his eye made up real quick and get him printed up real quick. Who knows? Maybe I'll have some. You know, that is a, that was a little speculation I, I talked about sexy before. Sexy baby. Uh, I'm thinking maybe a picture of me in the middle because you need me in the middle. Oh, yeah. 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 My name over the top in like big glam rock letters, mm. and then down below say "sexy babies," yes. and then on the back maybe say "ow." Ow! Yeah, right? I Definitely, love it. I love it. Hey, nice. you got my money for that shirt. <laughs> oh, baby, you get one for free. You get all right, all right. Yeah. You take yours off, and I'll give you one to put on, baby. All right, anytime. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm all in for a free shirt. <laughs> but I'll tell you where where the sexy babies comes from. Okay. Um, when I was with my band, Modern Day Rippers. When I first uh, created the, the 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 persona of Mr. Germ T. Ripper, I I had a little bit of a background as a drag queen. Okay. Oh. And I know that there was a, a there was got to be a connection with the audience. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A little call and response. You say right. something, they talk back. And so when I was on stage with Modern Day Rippers, uh-huh. all my all my fans in the punk rock community. Mm-hmm. They were my sexy babies. Okay. And so I would yell, sexy babies, and the whole crowd would go nuts. And like, we opened for the Addicts once, legendary UK punk band from mm-hmm. the 70s. Okay. Reggie's Rock Room, Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago was right. overflowed to capacity. Oh, wow. And there I am in stage oh. wearing nothing but like safety tape, safety, crime scene tape all over <laughs> my body. <laughs> And I'm screaming, sexy babies. And the whole crowd is screaming, ow. It was a magical moment, baby. And I carried that with me everywhere I go now. So bringing it to power entertainment mm-hmm. and letting the people, letting the audience know that they're my sexy babies now nice. because they're good looking. They are proud people. They are an amazing crowd. And I love our, I love our audience. So telling them that they are sexy babies and letting them be part of the show, mm-hmm. letting them join in and know that this is your show baby oh my goodness gracious gravy i love to see them go crazy no absolutely and that and that's what it is not not a lot of people get that mm-hmm. you know go in do their thing or whatever i mean just like when they gave me the hot seat i'm thinking man how do i follow ripper <laughs> i do I, I that's the first thing i thought is you know, how do I follow Ripper? Because Ripper had that. He had the Ripper room. How am I going to get the hot seat to where it was? Oh, you got experience. You got this. You got this. I know, but I'm no germ T Ripper. I mean, <laughs> so. <laughs> Nick H, baby, you are magnificent. That is true. And I appreciate you to the fullest. But uh, you you are 100% correct. There ain't nobody nope. like Mr. Germ T Ripper. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, Have you always been a wrestling fan? That is funny. That is funny. Um, I liked it when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Although um, there came a point. uh, You remember there was like an expose on like uh, 60 Minutes or something. Okay. And there was a lot of waves and I didn't want to watch it anymore. So like when my dad and my big brother would watch it, I watched Golden Girls with my mom in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) You 
know. Um, but uh, it was only just a few years ago. I would say maybe four or five years ago, I got back into the scene. Okay. You know, uh, I had some good friends that were into it big time. And I wanted something that wasn't so political. Everything right. was political. And I don't mean this way or that way. or You know, I just didn't want to hear none of it. Right. I just want to have some fun. So when I'm sitting there and I'm watching this with my friends, I'm watching AEW, I'm watching WWE, and it's good. It's all right. Mm. But uh, I think it was about my it was about my birthday. Uh, I want to say twenty. Uh, I'm not sure, but it was around my birthday time because I was at my friend Wendy's apartment and we were watching IWTV. Shout out to Independent Wrestling Television. Yep. And there was so much good wrestling. There was this I is, love that, man. Yeah, I, I love that channel. I, I love watching IWTV. I love watching Independent Wrestling. I don't even watch the major companies anymore. Yeah. I, I you know, I I, all I do is I watch Independent Wrestling and I love it. Right. So I go to the shows, and when Power Entertainment came along into my life, it was such a blessing. And you know, things are just going fantastic. Life is great. Yes, I that IWTV is something else. When I got introduced to it, I was like, "No way, no huh? way, no way." Uh, matter of fact, uh, Wrecker and yeah, I, we were we, watching it. right? Wrecker and I, we were kind of you know scrolling through it, and it was from this uh, a Chicago promotion that came out there. Somewhere in Chicago, big old gymnasium, all right, sounding good and all that. We're watching that Ripper. Yeah. Ripper in the front row right front there. Front row, sitting oh. off to the end, yes. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm always in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, definitely that. IWTV is one of the best things that's come along. And uh, I think it's also a good way to scout talent, too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, I see, I've seen talent go from – the very beginnings in IWTV that are now on AEW, that are yeah. now on WWE. Yeah. And it is an amazing feeling, like, to mm. go to witness somebody's progression. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I say it from day one, Seth Rollins, okay? I've had the opportunity to watch him as Tyler Black okay. in AAW. Which we got a few of those posters yeah, around here. Yeah, like right there, AAW, Tyler Black. You know, I mean, I've got a few of them around here, but to see something like that, it's great. Right. You know, it definitely is. And I think right now we have a couple of those guys in POW mm-hmm. where in the next, you know, five years we could see them at WWE or AEW or any other, you know, like big promotion right. wrestling company. And it's just a matter of time because we're seeing this young talent grow up and their experience is getting bigger. They're traveling more. Yeah. They're getting belts on their waist. They're, they're, they're doing a lot of work that the people of POW really didn't, like, yeah. you know, see or put all together right. with them. But, like, I can see it I'm as I'm doing commentary now. Like, yeah. now it's a whole different feel of watching wrestling to being in the back room and just, you know, like, yeah. hearing it. But now I'm actually watching it and I'm seeing the talent start to grow and expand and stuff like that as well. So Absolutely. And I here's what it is is because the bar has been set, you know, everybody's like Kazile. Okay. Yeah. Mason is gonna yeah. like this. Myself, okay, I'm around this talent. I gotta step it up. Right. And everybody in the locker room, even from Chuck Deluxe, mm-hmm. you know, I oh mean, my goodness, he can sell like there's nobody else. Right? <laughs> when you see the expressions on his face I mean, I, I hate to use this lingo and everything, but when you see his expression on his face, when he's taking a move, oh my goodness gracious, I'm like, that boy, I don't care if he's just starting out. He's green. He is green, no, no doubt, but I love to watch him. Yes, mm. I, I and I've said before that he is someone to watch. Absolutely. Uh, his promos are out of the box. Absolutely. You know, um, which is a forgotten art nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, the only way you're going to cut your own promos is on the indies now. I mean, yeah. WWE's got writers, and I'm sure AEW gives you a little leeway, but you know, they can. <laughs> I, I I am of the mind and opinion mm-hmm. that if you. Take your time and you make a good promo. It means that you care about this business, oh, that yeah. you care about your presence, your mm-hmm. performance, mm-hmm. and and the event that you are trying to promote. 
Because if you're in your car, and I'm not, I don't want to put anybody down anywhere, mm-hmm. anyhow. But if you're in your car and you're just talking to your phone, it doesn't look like you care about the promotion right. or the event you're trying to promote. Right. That's just me. Right. You know, me, I set up my camera in my room. I sit down. I think about what I'm going to say. I never write anything down. I just think about <laughs> what I'm going to say, who I'm going to say it about. And if I get a name wrong or if I get, like, something wrong, I'll do it again. Right. But it takes, like, three minutes. It is short, sweet, yeah. and right. to the point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and you do a lot. You know, you, you, you do your little movie critiques. You do your little uh, donut box opening oh, donuts. Yeah. I love those, <laughs> man. I love them rubbing the belly. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I love to make people smile. I love to make people laugh, baby. I, I bring joy to the world is part of the, the fun fun aspect of being Mr. Germ T. Ripper. Absolutely, dude. I mean, your, your donut unboxing is, you know, unique within itself, you know, and it just... Oh, my goodness. What donut does he have today? <laughs> well, it, it is funny for me. No matter where I go now, if uh-huh. I'm out in public and I'm talking to somebody, whether it's a wrestling promotion or a punk rock show or or a movie premiere, anything of that sort, mm-hmm. people are like, man, I love those donut, those donut <laughs> reviews you do. Can I, can I bring you a donut? So I went to Tennessee uh-huh. for a, a wrestling event, <laughs> and people were bringing me donuts there. Really? Wow. <laughs> Wrestler, wrestlers were asking to do donut reviews with me. Nice. It was an amazing event. See, I've taught, dude. Uh, the worldwide personify, baby. Absolutely. But, like, uh, getting back, but everybody sees how well everybody's doing, and they're like, hey, I know I have to step my game up right. because they step their game up. And also, that's know? like, since I came in, just seeing the growth of the production and the commentary and. Right. Like, what we do behind the scenes has grown so much <laughs> yeah. in the last, well, four years, five years. Absolutely. And, it, and it's phenomenal for the fans, for the workers, just to see how POW is growing. And I, yeah. I feel like every show, it's just a little bigger and a little bigger than the last show that yeah, we had. We want to give everyone that, you know, that experience. Let mm-hmm. them forget about life for a little bit you know like brian allen said on you know when he came on a lot of us we do this so we Mm -hmm. could get away from our bullshit (laughs) you know know? and uh, there are times to where you're having such a crappy day and or just the week is bad but you know Mm -hmm. come saturday is showtime yep Uh, you know i ain't got a care in the world all the crap is left at the door (laughs) And you focus on what you need to do. Right. right. And have fun doing it. Either if it's yelling at the fans or whatever. <laughs> or like I said, you know, the sexy babies. Right. Make them fans, you know, come in. It helps everyone. Absolutely. You know, wrestling is the only profession that I could say that could do that for the people that do it and mm-hmm. for the people that come to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's know? a true art form. And, and when you train... When you train in this art form, it gives you a whole new respect for it, baby. <laughs> yeah. A whole nother level because there are fans that will have no idea the amount uh, of energy and time and money that goes into making a show as fabulous and big and extraordinary as, as Power Entertainment does. And I'll tell you, I've been to shows and I've seen them as, from a fan's perspective, but they mm-hmm. are never as professional as Power Entertainment, Power Entertainment is a very professionally run show, and I, oh, that yeah. is one of the most one of the biggest things that I respect about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like everybody who works with Pow has a job, mm-hmm. has a job with you know helping setting up the ring, helping setting up commentary, helping set up the the back room. Everybody has a part. Yeah, and no matter how big how small it is, you're still part of that organization and for that night oh yeah i mean it, it would it be nice to walk into a venue and not worry about any type of setup it'd be great yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't great. have to show up until two hours before the door and like it but, would be um, great but but no with being on the end of the scene and it gives us that camaraderie you know like you said when we see each other i have don't see you for a month what we do we come at each other and we give each other a hug absolutely you know yeah. i mean it, it's oh, yeah. uh definitely one of them things that I think wrestling gives to all of us, you know, and all of us, we've got a screw loose here and there. So <laughs> we all need that, that release. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we do. And it's just like, 
again, you said earlier, a family. You brought family in. And it's like, how is that family? You know, it no matter how shitty your day was, like you yeah. said, it you could come to this family and we're all there for you. No matter what you're dealing with, what you're going through, we're there for you because we're going through shit ourselves too, you know? So it's, you know, a fun environment for everybody. I haven't had one bad experience being with pow or anything else like that. And, you know, again, it's a family. We all care yeah. about each other. We all love each other. Um, and then we go out and we beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes family got to beat each other up. That's right? how it is, you know? Um, and I, I will tell you one thing, and I'll be completely honest here. I was away from Pal for, what, about a year? Yeah. You know, getting my marbles straightened out. And um, I was a little nervous coming back. I wasn't sure how people would would would, uh, would take to me uh-huh. coming back to the scene after being gone for, for about a year. And, you know, it was like I was never gone. No, no absolutely. It, no, it ever, didn't feel ever, like you were gone at all. Everybody reached out. Everybody hugged me. They, you know, shook my hand, all that jazz. And it was a beautiful thing. I, I remembered real quick that Power Entertainment is my family. And I love my family so much. Oh, yeah. you know, you, even when you, 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 know, you, you show up to the shows, you're a fan. You're, uh, you're enjoying it just like anybody else. Yeah. You know, which is definitely appreciative. You know, for, you know, the boys and so forth. Um, you know, kind of like getting back into the wrestling thing. I mean, do we do we see Germ T. Ripper making a little bit of a comeback? Or the fourth is going to be kind of like, you know, I'm going to do this for a little bit, see what pops off of this? Or, you know, what's on store for Mr. Ripper here? Well, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of writing. Mm. You know, I got, I got like... What is it now? Uh, 11 short stories published by St. Rooster Books. Nice. I'm all working right. on my 12th right now, and there's going to be a compilation of all these stories released as one big book. It was supposed to come out this year, but I had a bit of a writer's block, so <laughs> uh-huh. it might be next year. But anyway, um, I do miss the ring. I do miss my family. Uh, and me and Mr. Jimmy Blaze, we have talked about this already, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the, the decision has come to, we're going to see how Sunday goes. We're going to see how you better work goes. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how, how pride goes, how I perform, you know, not doing a five minute Ripper's Room, right. but doing a whole entire show, ring announcing, right. seeing, hosting, <laughs> getting the crowd going. We're going to see how it, it goes. If it goes well, Mr. Jimmy Blaze might have me back here and there. You know All what right. I'm saying? Well, hell, I look forward to Seeing you at future shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is there, besides uh, Pow Entertainment, are you watching any others in the area? Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, I, I, I am obsessed. <laughs> I am obsessed with, with indie wrestling. Um, I've checked out Freelance. I love Freelance. You know, mm-hmm. they have a little bit of everything. They got a little bit of the hardcore, the high flyers, the comedy, the action, everything. And um, nothing against Mr. Riccolo. But my favorite Midwest ring announcer works for Freelance. His name's Kirby Alexander. You guys yes, know I know Kirby. I yes. love Kirby. He is so real nice man. Really nice man. We go to dinner. We've been to dinner once or twice. Okay. Uh, he, he, I try to pick up tips from people. You know what I'm saying? Besides that one, uh, who have I checked out? I think that's the only real local um, promotion I've checked out besides Power Entertainment. But, you know, I watch them on IWTV. You know, there's mm-hmm. Chicago style. There's yeah. AAW. Uh, there's all the different things. I, was, I had a, a great opportunity to help out uh, with New Japan Pro when they were here. Okay. You know, uh, that was one, That was the last thing I did before I took my little mental siesta. Um, but I didn't really do much. All I did was help carry in things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> get, get my pretty face seen in a herd around the world a little bit here and there. That's what you got to do, man. Yeah. That's what you got to do. <laughs> but Mate- you know who was there also helping out was Mr. Mateo Valentine. All right. We had to hug it out. We had to let it know what's going on, baby. So we kept in touch even though I wasn't around. You know, he knew what was going on. And, and I'm excited. <laughs> I am so excited for Sunday. For Sunday, June 4th, at the Bra House in Lombard, see Mateo Valentine take on the biggest 
international LGBTQ wrestling superstar Effie. Oh yeah. Ooh la la, it's Woo. gonna be a bigger than big deal. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking forward to it just for the fact that I've never I've never seen him wrestle. Um, yeah. And so forth. It, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting because Mateo, uh, with his flamboyance and his ring work, Effie, obviously he made a name for himself. You yeah. know, so uh, it's definitely going to be something to to see. I, I'm stoked for this, actually. You know, oh, I, I can't I'm, wait. I cannot wait. It's been a long few months for this, and <laughs> now it's actually we're within a week of it. So Yeah, definitely. With the roster of POW. With our up-and-comers, some of our, our young guys, you're talking about, you know, Chuck, you're talking about Mason, Tommy McCobb, Kazile, and all that. Out of, you know, out of our roster today, who do you really think is going to be pushing forward with Power Entertainment? Everybody you listed, I think, is a superstar in the making. Mm-hmm. Let's get that out of the way. Is the dog face boy Greg Murray officially part of the Power roster or uh, unofficially? Uh, I think he's... He's like he's there. Yeah, he's always there. So I'm is. gonna say he is. Say he, he is a superstar. Oh yeah, he's that great. boy is a superstar. And I, you know, I love hardcore wrestling. That is my that is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him bleed like he did in Rockford, yes, yeah, and I was like, baby boy, boy, <laughs> you are gonna be a star. <laughs> and when he comes out, even when he goes out into the crowd and he stands up on a chair. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a star. Yes. Mateo Valentine, he has star power too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kazile, I think Kazile has a lot of star power. Oh, yeah. You know, when I see the things he does, when I see the spots that he does, man, his, everything is very impressive. Very impressive. I don't care if he's dirty, rod, and scoundrel or not. <laughs> that boy's got talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, all the names you listed, Mason mm-hmm. Perks is doing that thing. He's amazing. Tommy, definitely an up-and-comer. And I love how he works with the crowd. Tommy McCobb yes, can yeah. work that crowd so well. He gets them frenzied. They're so angry. They stand up and they're yelling in his face. But he he's, he he handles it like a champ. Yeah, you he know? Does. Sure he, does. He's the first person that I have seen actually hand out bugs to the <laughs> to the kids. And to people with the little dried worms. And it's funny because, uh, and he gets them right in because, like, oh, he's giving something away. Yay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a little cockroach in your hand. You're like, the cockroach oh. has a <laughs> I love that, baby. I love that. You know, it's so smart. It's so well done. You know, everybody's got a unique thing that they are, are showcasing. Yeah. But they're all superstars in the making. But I will say, you know, the, the veteran talent in POW. The way that they teach all the up-and-comers, mm-hmm. man, oh, man, it is there, there's a certain aspect of graciousness mm-hmm. and empathy, you know, that goes along with the training power that I, I was not uh, prepared for. You know what I'm saying? And I love that about Jimmy Blaze. You know what I mean? If you know what I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. He cares about his kids, and he cares about this family so yeah, much. He does. And I will tell you another thing. Watching Scott Spade work is one of the most impressive things to oh, me. Oh, yeah. His psychology is above and beyond what you see in the majority oh, yeah. of indie wrestling. And I watch yeah. a lot of indie wrestling. I watch independent wrestling television every day, uh-huh. at least a little bit. And you will not see psychology like Scott Spade right, uh, right. shows off. And it's an amazing thing to witness. It's an amazing thing to just take a mental note of everything mm-hmm. he's doing. And I, No, it, everything has a reason with him. I, yeah, I love that. Everything has a reason. And, and it's to the T. It's, yes. you know, it's, everything is has to be spot on. And that just, he's passing that knowledge on mm-hmm. to the kids of POW is an amazing thing. It's a oh, beautiful yeah. thing. Right, and he just he just has a habit of just turning on people a lot. <laughs> I mean, come on, he he's he, he turned on me. He turned on Pee Wee Perella. Uh, he turned uh, on Jimmy. He turned uh, on tiny. tiny. So I mean, it's like I mean, whatever which way the wind blows, it depends on his yeah. a, it determines his attitude. Right? That is the thing, baby. He's doing anything and everything to be a winner. <laughs> and, and I can't fault somebody that wants to be a winner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I mean, I like the things he does, but he is a winner. 
Yes. So and he, and he's still got Mistress Misery in his corner. So yeah, hey, he does. And uh, that is one woman you do not want to mess with. <laughs> not at all with that kendo stick. Not at all. Right? Uh, no. <laughs> she got those tricks and she got that stick. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And she's got the dog collar and chain and Ooh la make, la. Uh, Scott Walker. <laughs> that is that is a lot. That is a lot, baby. <laughs> You, you like the collar and chain, huh? <laughs> Man, I might want to see it on somebody else, though. You know, I got my eye. I mean, I don't want to get into it too, too much, but, you know, I, I, I love that uh, Irish pub army. <laughs> Those Gavin are a couple cutie pies. Those yeah. are a couple cutie pies, for sure, for sure, for sure. You mentioned uh, when you used to watch wrestling and stuff like that uh, on TV. Who Who did you like? Who, who did you enjoy watching back in the day when you used to watch? Man, I will tell you straight up. <laughs> I watched it for reasons that are unspeakable. Um, I love Bam Bam Bigelow. I love Big Van Vader. Uh, I love the natural disasters. Anybody that was big and burly and mean looking, <laughs> I wanted to watch more and more and more of. But I'll tell you, uh, the one that inspired me most for my persona, for Mr. Jerem T. Ripper, before I was even with Power Entertainment, before when I was on stage with my punk rock bands, is Mr. Dusty Rhodes. I love Dusty Rhodes. Uh, the way he works the crowd, the way he works a microphone, but, you know, watching him work in the ring, too, is amazing. But the way he talks is mm-hmm. what inspired all of this. The son yeah. of a plumber, baby. Yeah. The son of a plumber. <laughs> So I would say my favorite of all time is Dusty Rhodes. All right, great choice, nice, great choice. Definitely, and you can't definitely cannot go wrong with Dusty. You know, pull the woods, baby, pull the woods. (laughs) I need my blood. (laughs) I just I just thought one other that wasn't even really a wrestler, but his feud uh, is what uh, propelled professional wrestling into the mainstream. And it is comedian Mr. Andy Kaufman. I, I, oh, absolutely! Huge influence, huge influence on me. Absolutely, yeah. you, you know. And I and I, when you seen that infamous slap on TV, I thought it was as oh, real yeah. as real could get. <laughs> and I didn't even know at that time that Kaufman was actually doing this stuff in Memphis with the women and stuff like yeah. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just happened to catch Letterman that night, you know, which I, I've watched Letterman, but that, Oh, Jerry Lawler. Cool. You know, what's he going to talk about? Whatever. And then having that slap and then having the blow up that Andy had yeah. after when they came back from commercial. Oh, so that good. Pro- that, propelled, so yes. good. that whole feud propelled professional wrestling from just, uh, uh the indies from just the territories to be in something that everybody wanted to see because that feud between Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. And, you know, I come from a bit, uh, a stand up comedy Mm -hmm. background. So knowing that a stand up comedian, a little offbeat, of course, right. Brought that persona. And, uh, I, I I learned so much from, uh, it was an episode of tales from the territories. You watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. There's an episode all about this, and mm-hmm. it was so well done, so informative, that I, I just could not not say that I love Andy Kaufman <laughs> in the wrestling business. Right. No, it, it, definitely when you learn stuff of like that, mm-hmm. Kaufman did what? Yeah. He did this, he did that. <laughs> uh, but yes, he did propel it, and you can't you can't recreate certain things like that anymore. I mean, there, no. I mean definitely an art form. And one little tidbit that I heard about when they made the movie, Kaufman, when he was getting paid by Jarrett in the territory, he had like a stack of checks that he didn't even cash. Mm -hmm. He He didn't even cash. He was doing it for the love of it. Yeah. He loved it. No, definitely. Not like these yahoos that are out there now. Let me get my fame. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. uh, Get mad at me. Want this bad bunny. What the fuck is he doing in the business? (laughs) You know, I mean, just guys like that. I mean, you you want to be a little bit of a part of it. Do it the right way. Don't don't just jump your ass in the ring mm. and think you could start doing it. Snoop Dogg, he don't belong in the ring, but he thought on his feet when uh, Shane hurt yeah. himself with Miz. 
That's a good. That was a good idea. But other than that, you know, these yahoos that come in have no clue about the business. You know, have you have you seen him talk about yahoos that don't have any uh, business in the business? Uh, have you seen the documentary "You Can't Kill David Arquette"? Yeah, no, no, no I, saw I have that. not. That 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 was good. How they played the whole documentary, how it was made, uh-huh. was great. But I'll let you. Well, I, I, I like it because you know he, uh, you know the aid was it what a WWC fans at mm. the time hated him because he was put over. He got that championship and he just didn't to earn promote it. just to promote the movie, just to yeah, promote the WCW. Movie. Yeah. I mean, and that really affected him so yeah. much yeah. that he went back and he he trained, yes, and yeah. he worked the Indies, and, and he wasn't bad. Yeah, he, he wasn't bad at all, and he took the bumps. He did everything that you had to do for yeah. a match. It wasn't bad. You know, like I've seen, you know, guys who've been in the ring for years and they put on a, a shit match. But like, no, you could tell that he actually yeah, he, he, wanted this. Yeah, he, he put his time in and he was going to. Well, because I think, you know, he had no choice because he's like, I'm Dave Arquette. If I go out there and really, really look like shit in the ring, that mm-hmm. could be a bigger, you know, negativity for me, you right. know. Down the line, and then he took the the light bulb to uh, the jugular, and when Nick, yeah. when Nick Gage almost killed him, yeah, yeah. right to the neck. Uh, I was like, oh, because that is another thing. You know, I love deathmatch wrestling, but it, you got to train a special way to know how to take those yeah. bumps, know how to take that spot. And he didn't know what he was doing when he went the when he got into the ring with Mister Nick Gage. Yeah, and right. Matthew I, Perry had to rush him to the hospital. You know, um, Matthew right. Perry, you know, he, he was a big fan of wrestling. His son uh, was a Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle Boy. Matthew Perry. Well, you son. know what, though? I, I still, I think Nick Cage is thinking, all right, I got I got this Arquette guy in the ring. I'm going to make an example. Never you know? know. That yeah, could be I it. Know I, well, and the only reason I say this is because just his mentality of seeing him on camera, and I've only, I've crossed paths, his past you know, once, once, and I've always, hey, how you doing, whatever, you know, but he just, he was either fucked up or, you know, drunk or something, but it's like, okay, you're not going to acknowledge me, okay, well, whatever, dude, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not a, I'm not a mark, obviously, right. you know, yeah, oh, right. you, obviously you don't know who I am, mm-hmm. not that I am anybody, but I'm not the but mark still, or the fan, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. 100%. No. Uh, I know that he had a lot of substance abuse yeah. problems until recently, so that might have been the case. I'll give him a little leeway on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, and, and I don't know the man. I mean, just like Sandman, you know, the one time that he shoulder bumped my mom <laughs> and he was already three sheets to the wind, you know. This is a PCW show way back in the day. We're getting ready to set up. Sandman comes in, he's already half tanked. And he's walking by my mom. And, you know, just that stiff, you know, hit you in the shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry, whatever. And he just looked at my mom. And my mom's like, the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'll tell you, you don't hit a man's mom no matter what. Um, now, uh, Wrecker, you've worked uh, in and out of the ring. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I know that I'm here to be interviewed. Uh, you've worked in the ring. Yes. Mr. Nick H. I want to ask you two real quick, since we are talking about substance abuse and wrestlers, if somebody came into the ring to work with you and you could tell that they were messed up on on alcohol or other substances, uh, would you proceed with the match? And if you did, how safe would you feel? I personally would not. I would tell a promoter I don't feel comfortable in the ring with them. Uh, I don't want them to hurt me. I don't want... The, to hurt them. No, the, this the person's already in the ring, so you're like if you're already, I'm already in the ring, and they show up to the ring uh, messed up. I mean, <laughs> I know what I'd do. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really I don't know on that part of mm. what I would do because I've never experienced that part right. of mm. somebody actually coming in the ring and being you know shit faced or fucked up or whatever. I've never personally experienced that, so I can't actually say what I would do because I don't know what I would do. So, but uh, you, you, you I, me that. myself, granted, I mean, granted, I don't wrestle, but what I would do, I mean, if I, I'd let the ref know, mm-hmm. I'd check him, see if, give me an observation. I'd have the ref check him out, and he comes back, yeah, he's fucked up. 
All right, I'm going to do basically the same thing Sting did to Jeff Hardy. I'm going to manhandle it, pin him, one, two, three, be done with it. It saves me from getting hurt, saves him from getting hurt. We could explain this crap later. Other than that, yeah, I would do that. But, okay. um, now, if I was, you know, back in the day, Jimmy Blaze style, I think Jimmy Blaze, <laughs> a couple of stiff forearms, one, two, three, you know, and toss them out the ring. But because I have no use for someone that would do something like that just for a right. fact it's a complete disrespect absolutely complete disrespect right. absolutely you want to get drunk with your drunk friends and go do some drunk shit have at it i'll watch yeah. <laughs> you right. know but don't involve me yes. but the, i but the biggest thing is i'd ask the ref to check and if it's coming like it says and sting did it the right way Mm-hmm. He basically manhandled him. One, two, three, been done with it, and that would just, I think, just save some from someone getting hurt. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I, I appreciate that answer because you know I, I've been sober for about four and a half years, but I've heard you know here and there from different indies, you know, so and so was high on heroin. So and so had been taking methamphetamines. This person was wasted, and you can see it. You can mm-hmm. see it when mm-hmm. it's bad, especially yeah, if you're yeah. there in person. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to do drugs, I don't care. You do it after yeah. you worked or right. after you did I, your match. I agree. You're going to, if you're going to get tanked, do it after your match. Mm-hmm. Be professional. No, and true. And I've been around long, you know, long enough to where I've seen, you know, someone take, you know, a swig or two of beer, run, you know, go out to the ring. But it's like the vets, you know, like an Eric or a, a Jimmy yeah. or the guys that have been around for a while and they're not tanked, you know, they're just going to have a quick swallow of beer on the way out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, the same thing, you know, like with the drugs, you know, don't Here, here's a story. This happened in a Powell locker room. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had, we had a name come on to the show, you know, and they were going to be in a match and I'm going back about a good 10 12 years. Okay. I'm, that's mm-hmm. how far back I'm going. And I caught wind of what this name was doing. And so the person that they were involved with in the match, I'm like, Hey, be careful. This guy's, you know, mm-hmm. fucking snorting, you know? All right. All right. Cool. 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 No problem. Thanks a lot. And what was the big bite in the ass? I found out maybe about a year later that the person that I told already knew and he was doing this shit too. And it's like, here I'm being, I'm right. I'm coming to you because I want you to be safe. Right. You're looking out for his best interest. Right. Safety is paramount. You know, and eat your own. But guess Absolutely. what? I, I don't want no part of it. And then when you, when you're running 15 spots and your heart decides to explode in your chest, you know. You did the right thing. And that's all about <laughs> you it. Know. You can tend to your own lawn and that's about it, baby. That's it. I mean, and, and it's a shame, you know, but. You got to be safe, you know, absolutely, regardless. Absolutely. Re- regardless. Yeah, safety is paramount, baby. <laughs> you got it. So, All right. So, you ready? Uh, yeah, let's do some uh, questions with Rucker here. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. Right. Let's, see, so, let's see how this goes. So we're going, we're, we're look good sticking with uh, the cereal question. Oh, okay. Because uh, everybody is enjoying that one. All right. So, favorite cereal or breakfast item? Well, I don't really eat cereal, but... I'll tell you, if I go and eat out at a restaurant mm-hmm. and I get breakfast, I will judge that restaurant on how well they come up with their biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I go crazy for some biscuits oh, and I'm gravy. I'm going to rub my belly right now. There you that. go. Oh, look at that belly rubbing, <laughs> baby. That is some action I like to see. Um, yeah, I get some biscuits and some gravy, a side of bacon, a side of eggs. I, I, I take my breakfast very seriously when oh, I go out for breakfast. Right? <laughs> but most mornings, I will have a bottle of water and a banana to start my day. All right. uh, potassium. It's a, bananas are an amazing fruit. Yeah, they sure are. And not just because they're beautiful, but that is an amazing fruit. fruit. <laughs> you know, just like me, I know I'm an amazing fruit, too. <laughs> Uh, all right, if it wasn't for wrestling, where would Germ T. Ripper be right now? Well, Mr. Germ T. Ripper would probably be on some stage somewhere uh, doing some stand-up that people wouldn't understand. And <laughs> they would get the joke about three weeks later and laugh their behinds off. Um, 
Because that's how it is, you know, sometimes when you're a little bit, uh, when you get an angle like me, mm-hmm. baby, it, sometimes the funny don't seep in right away. But that's where I would be. I'd definitely be on stage making people laugh, making people smile, because that's my favorite thing to do. All right. Good, good. All right. Um, now, you said earlier that your dad and your brother would watch wrestling. you go in the room with your mom and watch some Golden Girls. Watch that Golden Girls. Now, which Golden Girl do you relate to oh, wow. today? Today, right now, in this second? Um, but you know what? There, it's, it's very funny. I feel like there were moments when I am one. I, I, I'm like all of them rolled into one. <laughs> so one day you're a Rose, the next day you're a Blanche, you're a Dorothy. Not, you're... Not, not even. He's always a Blanche. I'm going to tell you right now, he's always, you've always got some Blanche in you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Nick H. Nick H. <laughs> you ain't never lied. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely got that Blanche going on because if I see a, if I see a, a meeting man slapping me, I want to let, I want to get in on that meat slapping, if you know what I mean. Um, but you know what? I'm a very sarcastic man. So, uh, I, I definitely, uh, I, I identify with Dorothy. Dorothy. All right. And then uh, I have, you know, everybody's got their slow moments too. So you got a little rose in you. I got a little rose in me. So it's a little bit of everybody. All right. <laughs> all right now your donut critique out of all the donuts you've done what is your favorite and where can uh the fans get them oh that is a tough question i should have prepared for this one <laughs> i will tell you straight up that my favorite donut critique is uh one i did in tennessee with my favorite uh wrestler tank so that was my favorite critique but that was a, a donut shop over there in tennessee called tasty donuts Okay. And it was a caramel donut. Uh, I don't think that they have that here in Chicago. But I will tell you, uh, of course, recently I did a, a, a quick donut critique with Mr. Meat Hooks O'Banion. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what donut it was, but I thoroughly enjoyed that critique. Baby. You know, I was standing next to you guys. You, 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 know. you were enjoying it. Tasty donut. T-A-S-T-E-E. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Tasty donut there in Tennessee. Well, there, there, there was a southern, uh, yeah, tasty yeah. donuts are big down south, just like Krispy Kreme. But, you know, I love Krispy Kreme. Uh, and I love, I, I did it, I did it, I think my first Krispy Kreme donut review was at ICW Milwaukee last year for their Insane 8 Deathmatch Tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was with, I did it with uh, Piss Jug Mike. Now, he was a wrestling fan. That was big in the GCW mostly, but he traveled around the country, and he is the first fan that I know to be inter- uh, inducted into multiple Hall of Fames. He recently passed away from cancer, so R.I.P. to okay. Piss Jug Mike. Um, but, you know, I love doing donut critiques. Uh, I love Stan's Donuts in Chicago. I love um, Do Right Donuts in Chicago. So those are two of my favorites. Uh, and Do if you right want to get a little fan- <laughs> fancy dancy. I would go for fire cakes. Man, they get fancy dancy and I love it. It was so much flavor. Ooh la la. <laughs> but to pick out one specific donut, that is a tough question. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, I, I like anything that combines a creamy filling. Oh yeah. I, I knew that had to be on the list for you. I do. <laughs> I would go more into detail with that, but I don't know how <laughs> how this show is rated. Oh, you could hey, you could uh, say or you could whatever yourself, you want, man. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just, <laughs> I will just say that I do not like I do not like bo- uh, the Boston Cream Donut from <laughs> from Dunkin' Donuts because it tastes like a certain something, uh, a bodily fluid of a man's persuasion. <laughs> And it's funny because I do enjoy that certain bodily fluid, but not in a donut. <laughs> so if I'm going to get a cream-filled donut, it is not from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, it would be from Stan's Donuts or Do-Right Donuts. Do right donut. <laughs> oh, and that's goodness. that, Jack. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> goodness gracious gravy. Right. Holy guacamole. <laughs> On that note... <laughs> We're going to go ahead and uh, run down the card one more time for uh, uh, You Better Work, June You 4th. Better Work. Oh, my goodness. It is the first Pride show in Illinois. And uh, right now, 
your commentary team is going to be Val Capone, Trainwrecker, and RJ. This guy. Yeah. yeah. You landed that, that, that one a Great there. team right there, baby. You know, and, of course, the host of the night, the one and only Germ T, Sexy Baby, Oh, Ripper! Baby. G to the E to the R to the M. The T stands for the, but you already knew that. Ripping it up in a modern way. Mr. Germ T. Ripper, baby. Ow. All right. Now, uh, Shelly the Bombshell and Haley Shadow. Mm, my goodness. Uh, Mateo Valentine uh, has made mention that Haley Shadow's a uh, very well-known uh, person in the community. Her uh, promo on... Uh, bombshell was uh, pretty uh, straightforward of I'm gonna hurt you <laughs> Shelly the bombshell CSW uh, Rockford Damage Inc she's been around a little bit um, any predictions on this one Oh, I don't even want to predict because these two ladies, they are going to mess each other up. They're going to hurt each other. There's going to be some hair pulling, some eye gouging, and I'm ready for that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, Shadow's got that darkness. Bombshell's got that beauty. There's so much going on. I'm just going to wait and see. I don't want to predict this. I do okay. not want that on my hands. Right. I'll tell you one thing. I do not want a woman mad at me. That's one of the, that's one of the great things. We don't about, that, that, that is one of the great things about being gay is that I just stay with my men. I don't have to worry about no women being mad at me. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, your favorite, Meat Hooks O'Bannon taking on Joey Mayberry. Now, Joey Mayberry, you know, he's got some flamboyance about him also. He is very full of himself, that Mr. Joey Mayberry. He is very full of himself. But, you know, he knows his business. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but he doesn't have that experience that my Mr. My Mr. <laughs> Me Hooks O'Banion does. So, and Mr. Me Hooks O'Banion, he's got to be like a foot taller than this boy, than yeah. this Joey Mayberry boy. I don't know. He's got a little size difference in uh, in. Joey Mayberry, he is the dad bod demigod, as he puts it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a hoss fight, and I do love a hoss fight. Now, it'd definitely be interesting. Now, uh, Quinn Whittock versus Axel Rico versus Mason Perks versus Axel Abreu. A four-way match, and now we know uh, Mason Perks is in a match the night before Summer Explosion with Kazile in last man standing for that Midwest Championship. But this four-way here, you know, like he says, uh, Quinn, never been in power entertainment before. Oh, I'm excited to see him, Russell. Um, you know, this this match is going to be great. It, four great talents in the ring, and it's going to be one hell of a fight. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I have not seen four twinks go at it like this in a long time. It is going to be a twink rumble. It is going to be a twink rumble, and I am here for it. Interesting. I've never heard that. We just need to get a a bear match for you. Well, I think Mr. Meat Hunts O'Banion, he's he's bear enough for for everybody. Um, But I'm just going to say this real quick. You know, um, one of my favorite queer wrestlers, he he is known by, he is called the Deathmatch Daddy Bear. That is Mr. Pero. Yeah, when I see him in person, he's he's a bad man. He's a bad man, but I just swoon. I'm like this. <laughs> and I love it. I love every second of it. Oh, Gaga. Oh, Gaga. Oh, Gaga. I'm like, I don't care if the rest of the crowd hates you. I'm just over here drooling all over you, Mr. Carroll. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moondog Murray taking on Scott Spade with Mistress Misery. There is so much going on there. They have faced off before, and I love it. Yes. I can't wait for this match. Uh, you know, i I got to stand in the corner. I've got to stand in the corner of Mr. Moondog because uh, that boy is a star. That boy is a star. Uh, but I've also said, and I will stand by this, there is nobody who owns a ring like Scott Spade. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when he's got Mistress Misery in the corner... Ooh la la, say la vie. That's about all you gotta say. A hundred percent. So I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm not calling any of this. I'm not making predictions on any of this, except for I'm getting a kiss from Meat Hooks O'Banion. <laughs> and it uh, looks like it's going to be the main event as we know it so far. Mateo Valentine taking on the sensational flamboyancy, very well known Effie. The international superstar. Oh, my goodness gracious gravy. Now, if you've, you've said that you haven't seen Effie before. No, I have not. No, I have not either. I have okay. not either. 
I've seen him live a couple times. I've seen him on IWTV a whole bunch of times. And besides being able to work a ring like there's no tomorrow, he has done a lot of hardcore stuff. He has okay. done a lot of deathmatch stuff. He he does technical stuff. He does comedy stuff. He knows every angle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's studied Mateo. Right. And I know Mateo studied him because uh, they, they are so similar. Right. When when we see this match, it is going to be two greats, a rising star and an established star, just going at it, and it's going to yeah. be a stupendous show for everybody in attendance. All right, you know, people are going to be talking about this one for a while. <laughs> Absolutely, with the talent that's on this show here, and uh, moving forward, you know, with the community and the pride and so forth. Can you see this show being an annual event? I sure hope so, baby, because there is, you know, uh, there have been events here and there, mm-hmm. uh, but none as widely publicized. Not, nobody that has put this forward so much as, as power entertainment has. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We have worked, you know, everybody involved in this show has worked so hard to make this a success. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that even if, even if at very least uh, we break even, mm-hmm. it has got to go again. Because once you make a dent, once you make a scene, right. and everybody is seeing what you're seeing, mm-hmm. it's going to be bigger and better every year. The attendance is going to grow. People are going to want to witness. You better right. work. Yeah. We got it on tape. Mm-hmm. We got people there. Mm. And we got stars. Right. People are going to see the stars that Power has in that mm. baby. Because it's going to be a whole different crowd. Mm. It's gonna, oh, I mean, yeah. You're going to have the Power faithful, of course. Yeah. But there are going to be people coming specifically because this is a pride event. Yes. Because maybe people who have never seen wrestling before. Right, people absolutely. that have only heard of Effie before. Mm-hmm. People that just love Mr. Germ T. Ripper. <laughs> right. I would love to see it become an annual event just for the fact to let everyone know this is what we do, no matter what our preferences are. And, I, and I've said it before on a show, you don't know what that person is that's serving you your coffee. You don't know what that person is or whatever that's bringing you your biscuits and gravy. <laughs> you know, you don't. So why just everybody just treat each other the way you want to be treated. Yeah, you know, like so Jackie much. Boone said, everybody love everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, power entertainment is for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said, I would like to see this become a, a yearly event because, you know, it's, it's the right thing. It's the yeah. right thing it's for everyone time. to see. It's time. Yes. And absolutely. It, should, it shouldn't just be once a year. You know, we should be doing, I feel yes. like we should be doing this a little bit more, a few more times a year. You know, don't make it just one one year, you know. Let all the people out there who have different feelings, have, you know, a different life than someone who goes to wrestling all the time. Someone who's never seen wrestling before in their whole, in a brand new environment for them. Yeah. For them. To be welcome, too. And no, that, that's one thing that POW is going to push and it is going to be welcoming everybody but I am going to say you come there and you try to disrupt what's going on <laughs> There's a gonna lot be- of people are going to have uh, a field you know, day <laughs> have a field day throwing your ass out so I, I hope it doesn't get to that point safety precautions have been made oh, yeah. it is going to be a safe environment so please Please come out June 4th to Brower House and see You Better Work. Yes. I, I think, like you said, I think this is a phenomenal card. Seeing talent that we haven't seen before. And and just for everyone to forget their problems, enjoy who they are, and so forth. And that you can't you can't you can't make it any better than that because right. memories are gonna be made. Memories for Summer Explosion and You Better Work. Some memories are going to be made that only wrestling could do. Absolutely. You know? yeah, 100%. So that, 100%. How, that, how that is. There was, there was nothing. There was nothing in this world like professional wrestling, yeah. like independent wrestling, like power entertainment. And I will tell you that I, it gives me such joy that power entertainment is working towards 
inclusion, is working towards representation, mm-hmm. is working towards diversity, and that they are putting on, you'd better work. That's it. You know, our door is always open and no one should ever have to feel unsafe. Uns- absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Unsafe. It's a, sa- it's a, it's a safe, safe place. Yeah, yeah it's safe a safe haven. That's right. And again, everybody's welcome. So, all right. On, uh, <laughs> on that note, there, uh, again, fans, we would like to thank our sponsors, Chicago Pizza Authority, and their 16 inch one topping pizza with their. Two-liter bottle of soda of your deal. choice. That is a deal. Oh, my goodness. Steal. Right there on Summit Street here in Elgin. Thank you guys very much. And for our theme music. Fonzie and the Get Dago Tees. Thank you very much. We use uh, the song King of the Hill. That's also Trainwreckers entrance music. Um, a lot of good things from Fonzie and the Dago Tees coming out pretty soon as well. Absolutely. And the one and only Sexy Baby. Ow! Oh! Germ T. Ripper, thank you very much, man. Oh, thank, you, so much. Thank, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you. me. Uh, you know, where can we actually uh, find you on social media? Before we go, we got to make sure we yeah. can people Pump can you. find Pump yourself. Go find your journey. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. I know that I'm, you've got some social media. I know you. Got. I got a little bit here, here and there. <laughs> Um, on Twitter, I am at RottenGerm77, and at Instagram, I am Modern underscore Day underscore Germ, Modern Day Germ. And then, uh, of course, on Facebook, you can find me as Mr. Germ T. Ripper, always promoting POW, always having fun, and always eating donuts, baby. Yeah! yeah. Definitely be looking for those uh, donut critiques. I'm hoping yeah. somebody brings some donuts on June 4th. <laughs> You know what? You you know what? Uh, I'm going to do that because there's this donut shop from us, you know, in Oswego. Okay. Okay. Uh, They, oh, it's called My Sister's Shop, My Sister's Donut Shop or something like that. The place is as big as my basement. All All right. right. But the biggest, fluffiest donuts. I'll make it a point Sunday to, uh, before coming out to the show, I'm going to grab you a donut. Got to gonna have two matching ones. One for me and one for somebody else. Okay. I Are we going to do it, Nicky? Yeah, I'll do I'll do a donut critique. All right, baby. Yeah, no, matter of fact, if I can get three, I'll get a donut for record, oh, too. I think that would be, be ideal so that we can, <laughs> we can do a, a Hillbilly Records podcast donut review. You know oh, it. Absolutely. There it is. I'm down with that. Absolutely. So there it is, fans. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, check out that show on June 4th, Powell Entertainment. June 3rd, Summer Explosion. But I'm telling you, you better work a landmark of a show that's going to happen. You're not going to want to miss it. We will definitely talk to you guys next week.